Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, uh, worship team. And thank you very much, everybody, this morning for coming to church. Let's give these guys a hand as they are going to vacate the, the stage. Amen. So this morning, we are starting a new series called Lifestyle. Amen. We are starting a new series called uh, Lifestyle, and um, it's a worship. Uh, we decided that uh, the month of October, we dedicated to worship, and um, we are going to have at the end of the month, the last Sunday of the month, which is the 30th of October, we are going to have a worship service. Amen? We are going to have a worship service. Uh, we're not going to have anybody preach, but we are going to have Jesus preach on, on the 30th. Amen? Yes. So we're just going to come here, and uh, we're going to have a time in the presence of the Lord, just um, worshiping and uh, letting the Lord do his work in our lives. And so we have three in the series. Uh, this, today we're going to do part one, and next week we're going to do part two. And then on, um, on the 30th, we are going to have that worship experience. Amen. Praise God. So worship is not singing and dancing alone. That can be worship, but it can also be just uh, being very happy. Amen? Yeah, when somebody is happy and they are joyful, they can sing and they can dance, and it doesn't mean that they are worshiping, but worshiping and singing many times becomes part of how we worship God because that's how we express our, our Lord. Amen? Like what we were doing right now, I could feel the atmosphere, you know, people's hearts were locked on Jesus and uh, as we sing and as we focus our hearts on the Lord, what we were doing is that we were worshiping the Lord. Amen? So the only time singing and dancing is worship is when it is coming from the heart. You know, when God becomes your focus, you know, um, because worship is a condition of the heart more than it is an outward expression. You know, so many times we get caught up so much in the outward expression. Actually, somebody can feel like they are worshiping the Lord because they are crying a lot as we are singing and dancing. I'm not really singing and dancing because dancing may be a little bit different, but you can feel somebody is crying a lot as we are singing. And we think that he is worshiping, but they have just gone through a breakup and they hurt. <laughs> And you and myself, we go home and feeling like, wow, that lady or that guy 
was really zoomed in, you know, not knowing that it's the heart that is broken, not that the guy was worshiping the Lord. So don't get caught up in the outward expressions because outward expressions sometimes can deceive you. <clears throat> but what I am saying is there is no worship that cannot have an outward expression because the condition of the heart will eventually break out into the physical material realm and there's going to be something that somebody is going to, to do as we worship. So don't get me wrong when I say that when somebody's crying or somebody's, uh, it means that they're not worshiping. What I'm saying is that sometimes we get caught up and think that that person is, uh, is worshiping. Now, the, the heart plays a very big role when it comes to worship. That is why the Bible says that we have to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. In spirit simply means that we have to worship him in the right attitude, in the right condition of the heart. And in truth simply means that we are going to uh, worship God in a correct way. Amen? In a correct way. Now, let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, the Bible says we have to present our bodies, we have to present our lives, we have to present everything that we do to the Lord as a living sacrifice, which is holy and which is acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service, which means then that everything that we do, everything that we do is part of our worship. There is no way that a Christian can move away from worshiping God because our lives are a living sacrifice before God. <clears throat> Just like people would kill a sheep and put it on top of an altar and burn it so that the, essence, uh, the, the, the smoke should go up representing worship to God, your life every single day is worship to God or worship to somebody else. Everything we do is a form of worship. What we do, what we do is so important because everything that we do comes out of a very deeper place. It comes from the heart. And everything that comes from the heart, it's either it's aligned to God or it's aligned not to God. It can be aligned to you because you're proud or it can be aligned actually to the left where it is aligned to the enemy because you don't want to, uh, to, uh, to worship God. Now, the posture of your heart is very, very important. You know, that is why I'm saying that uh, uh, how you worship may not be very important. You know, somebody can scream and worship God. Somebody can scream 
and not worship God. They are screaming because they are, they are just uh, afraid. You see, so, or they are trying to attract attention. You see, so what, what it is is that you have to be careful that you go beyond the scream. You have to be careful that you go beyond the dancing. And then there's a misconception that people think that when a person is very expressive, you know, and they're dancing and they're doing everything, it means that they are not worshiping God. But when somebody is, we think that they are worshiping God. Worshiping God is a condition of the heart. You can do it dancing. It depends on the personality of the person that is doing it. So you see, I know, uh, me, I don't tell Timba to say, Timba, on Sunday, I want us to start with praise and then we should go into worship. You've heard people say that, eh? They say that uh, let's start with banging songs and then after that we, we go into worship. No, as we worship throughout, <laughs> we start from beginning to the end because we know that dancing can be part of worship. Because you see, a lot of people think, oh man, when, when we are blue and we, are, we have the lights dim and everything, it means that now we are worshiping. No. Worshiping is a condition of the heart. The posture of your heart is very, very important. You know, because if the posture of your heart, while you are screaming and while you are dancing, is locked up on Jesus, I can tell you, you are in worship. You are in worship. Amen? Now, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says the life which I live in the flesh, which means that everything that I do in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There is not a single thing that I can say I am doing on my own. A single thing that I can say, this does not belong to Jesus. Everything that you are, everything that you have, everything that you say, everything that you don't say is part of what is supposed to be your worship to the Lord because you are a living sacrifice. And your life, your life expression is worship to God or it is not worship at all. That is why it says, present your life, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Holy and acceptable to God. I hear a lot of people, you know, I, I, I don't argue with people that do funny things and they say they are Christians. Because you have noticed that there are so many people that try to justify their, their bad lifestyle because they say, ah, you know, this is a modern world. Ladies and gentlemen, you are saying this is a modern world and you've just been 30 years old. God has been around forever. And you think you've got a better plan. 
Even when you are 70 years old, you can't have a better plan than somebody who's been around forever. You see, so, I don't argue. Because I can tell somebody that, look, I lived as a non-Christian before. And I've lived as a Christian before. And I know the difference. I know what happened to my heart. I know what happened to my life. And you can't come and tell me that what happened to me is not real. So I'm not going to argue with words, but I'm going to argue with what has happened to my life. Amen? What has happened to my life is more important than me just arguing for argument's sake. So the life that I live, not the church where I sing from, not the denomination that I am part of, but the life that I live, I live in Christ. Not me, but Christ lives that life through me. So it's, it's a very good thing, you know, when I come to church and the church is packed like this, I feel important. As a pastor, it feels good. But let me tell you something. It is not good if the church is packed and only a few people live out their Christianity. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is not about going to church. It is not about being part of a church. It is not about being an usher in the church. It is actually not even being part of the worship team. You can actually come out of worshiping here and do very bad things that God does not approve. But are you a worshiper? No, you are not a worshiper. You are not a worshiper. A worshiper worships God not only by singing and dancing. They worship God by the way that they live. Every, the totality of their life screams in everybody's face that I am a child of God. It is your life. It is your life. You can sing like an angel and live like the devil. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> we don't preach like that at Swane Centro. <laughs> that's old type of preaching. Eh? <laughs> ah, that's old type of preaching. Yeah, but I was, just mentioned, I was just trying to make a point that sometimes somebody can be very involved at church and really not live for the Lord. Hmm? The most important thing is to live, to let Christ live through you. And I can tell you, it's beautiful. To live a double standard life is painful. To all constantly fear being caught out is terrible. But to have an open book is great. Do we make mistakes? For sure. But when our, the heart posture is in the right space, then we know that we are on the right road. 
Amen. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. How many of us here today can say it is Christ that lives in me? The life that I live, I don't live it for myself, but I live it to please my Lord and my Savior. So it is about your whole life, not just bits and pieces. Some of us are just Sunday lovers. We love Jesus on Sunday. And then when we come out of here, hmm, you're even afraid to tell people that you know me. Because you are a Sunday lover. Don't be a Sunday lover. Be a Monday lover. Tuesday lover. Wednesday lover. Thursday lover. Friday lover. Saturday lover. And Sunday lover. Love God seven days a week and 24 hours a day. Amen? Our lives, how our lives are structured and how we run them is worship to God. We, sh we, we should be careful that we don't look at worship as an activity. Amen? Because a lot of us, you know, we think worship is an activity and it ends when we stop singing. You know, uh, uh, when we, when we uh, put a song uh, by, what is it, this very popular band these days, the United States with Kirk Franklin and the other guy? Maverick City. <laughs> That's when other people feel they are worshiping. Like Maverick City. <laughs> you, you see, there, there's a girl. I saw a clip, a clip about a girl that was in a rehearsal for the church. And they were busy here rehearsing. And as she was with her hands raised like this, a song. That was not a Christian song. <laughs> what was that song by this uh, British girl? Huh? Adele's song. And it's got some very, very deep words there in church like this. You know? And I was like, that, that is what goes on in the minds of people. You think that they are locked on God, but they are locked on their boyfriend. <laughs> yes. I'm you can't say that girl was locked on Jesus. She was seeing gems. Everybody's like this. They are seeing the cross. She is seeing gems. She's at the blue room with gems. True, sto true story. True story. It happened here at church. I'm not joking. Here at church, we told people, that we are going to be having a partnership class in the blue room. I was running the class, so I can't lie to you. Those girls, if they're in this church now, 
I know you are great girls, but I just want to gossip about you. If you are here, don't get offended. Two, two beautiful women here at Twana Central. When I said, let's meet in the blue room next week, they went to the blue room. And they sat there feeling very, very uncomfortable. They told me the story. They told everybody in our class the story. They started saying, but why should Pastor Ken call us to come and meet here? And they were there. Ten minutes, I'm not showing up. Twenty minutes, I'm not showing up. Thirty minutes, I'm not showing up. They said, no, the pastor is not coming. He has stood us up. And they left. The next day, they came and they shared the story. And I laughed. I said, guys, the blue room is here. <laughs> they, they, they know another blue room. You know, they know another blue room. So be careful. You think somebody is worshiping the Lord, but they are locked onto something else. They are locked onto Adele. Mm. So it, 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 it is your lifestyle. That's why our series is called Lifestyle. It, it is how you live your life that is worship to God. You see, the way you live your life screams before the angels. It screams before heaven to say, like God would point at Job and say, you've seen that man there. That is my son. And you could not be singing. You could not be dancing. You could be working on your laptop in the office and God is bragging about you. Why? Because of the way that you live. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, it says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Your only audience, ladies and gentlemen, is God. If you want to please anyone, make sure that you please God. I can tell you, a human being is a moving target. You will please them today, and tomorrow you'll be their best enemy. Because their hearts change. But with God, do everything as unto the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you save the Lord, the Christ. Whatever you do, you should see beyond the obvious. See beyond how we save, how we live, what we say. You know, you must, you must know the reward is going to come from a source that you list expect. Why? Because for you, you are not living for here. You are living to please the one who is unseen, the one who is invisible, the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. In everything that we do, ladies and gentlemen, we are either worshiping God or not. And another way of worshiping God that is very, very, very easy to do is that you have to find a way in which you are going to save other human beings. You see, God 
loves people that loves his people. Because remember, God loves us. Can you imagine, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, a lady here at church that came to me one day and said, uh, I want to do one, two, three things for Jamie. That's my daughter. And so the mother brought her to the church. She took the girl and she took the girl to a salon. And they did beautiful hair on my daughter. And when my daughter was coming in the house, I could see the smile was breaking her ears. And myself as a father, what do you think I felt about that lady? For saving my daughter, I felt honored. The things that you do for other people, for other human beings, make God happy. Those of us that are mean, don't think that you are being mean to the person in front of you. God is watching you. And he is saying, look at how you are treating my daughter. What you must understand is that it doesn't matter how low a person is in society. Men, they have something they are carrying that is very, very important to God. And the way that you treat them can either make him smile or can really, really tick him off. It's called the image of God. The image. Every man and every woman, poor, rich, uh, yellow bones and dark bones and all the bones, every one of them. <laughs> We have that image. And every time you serve, every time you respect, every time you honor, every time you do something for these human beings, what you are doing is that you are honoring the image of God that he left inside there. Amen. Amen. So I can tell you, Stop being mean to people. Be nice. John 15, 4 to 5, it says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me, he who abides in me, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. What happens is that if you live a life where God's uh, presence is your main conscious thought your life is going to be very very different 
Because you are abiding in Christ. You are connected to the vine. You are not living a life where you are connected to a church or you are connecting to a people. or You are, con you are connected to Christ. As a result, every single thing, every single word, you are not watching who is listening. You know that even if he is, list he is not seen, but he is listening to everything that you are saying. Even if he is not physically watching, but I can tell you, he is watching and you are breaking his heart. You are breaking his heart. But like Job, be that one that the Lord says. You see that? That is my daughter. That is my daughter. Everyone is going this way. But she says, no, I'm not coming. I'm going this way. Because I want to please. I want to please the one that created me. You know, I, I, have, I have seen that, you know, if, if we did something wrong today, after doing something wrong, we get stung by a wasp. What do we call a wasp in Zulu or in Sutu? Eh? Umunyo? Umunyovu. So take for example, take for example, if, what, if every time you did something wrong, umunyovu... Eh? It stings you And your face blots out like this You know that many of us would not do bad, bad things We wouldn't do bad things But what you don't understand is this Even if it may not happen immediately What you have done Is that you have sown a seed For one day to be stung by a umnyov. It is coming. Coming, it is coming. So, my prayer is that it's not going to be a Sunday activity, but that it's going to be a life activity. Your worship is not going to be connected to a church activity. Your worship is going to be connected to life. You are not going to live because you want to accumulate days that you have been to church, but you are going to live that you are going to please the one who is and who was and the one that is to come. You are not living your life because you want to please this guy, but you want to please that one. So it's my prayer this morning that even as we continue with this uh, time of uh, worship in this month, as we talk about worship next week, I'm going to be talking about what happens when people worship God correctly. Because while we worship God without looking for anything in return, truth of the matter is that when we worship him correctly, certain things happen in our lives. Those are not the things that are our motivation. But I can tell you, if a man or a woman worships God correctly, there are certain things that happen in their lives. And next week, we are going to talk about that. So, today, I preached very short. 
because I have a song that I want all of us to sing. You see, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible where, God, where, where Jesus is telling people that uh, there were two sons. One of them uh, refused to do what the father did, what the father asked him to do. And the other one said, Dad, I am going to do it. Oh, don't worry, the, the song is, I, I asked the guys on the, on the table to sing the song. Yes, so thanks, Asbu. We will all just uh, get into a time of, uh, of worship. Uh, and the other one said, I will do it. But he never did it. Who respected the father? The Bible says that even if he said no, but he went home and he did it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a heart issue. It is not blah, 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 blah. Like talking too much about Jesus. Hey, Jesus, no. It's your life. So I want all of us to stand. I want my team there today. I want you to be like on top of your game because this is like important guys on the desk. So every one of us to stand and I want all of us unless your eyes don't close. <laughs> but I want all of us to close our eyes. And I want the song I want you guys on the desk to play this song not too loud but also not too low. I just want the best sound and I just want us to listen to this song and then at the end of the song I'm going to pray for all of us. So can we play that song and I want all of us to close our eyes. If you can raise your hands. I want you to close to, to raise your hands. Put it up a bit.
you deserve the glory. We give you all the praise today. We give you all the honors. From you are all things. From you are all things. From you are all things. You deserve the glory, Lord. Heal today. Heal your Lord. Deliver us, oh God, from anything that would want to come against our lives. So we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We honor you this morning. We honor you this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you. Yes. You're worthy of it. 